You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All righty, and we are underway here, and welcome in the box. Hockey talk for you here from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. So happy to have you join us here. As a free agent free agency has started in the NHL, it's basically Christmas time, and everybody had their shopping list made, and now they have signed as started, have had three days to go ahead and make the purchases here that they wanted to make, and we'll start with the newest, richest man of the free agency period, and that is actually going to be Joe Thornton, a guy that's not going anywhere. Jumbo Joe Thornton will stay on in San Jose, an $8 million deal for one year, Interesting with one year because it pretty much means that we're going to go through this exact same speculation next year at this time to see where these guys are going to be going, or where Jumbo Joe will be going. But at least for this year, he'll have one more year in San Jose. What he won't have is he will not have Patrick Marlowe with him. Patrick Marlowe signs a three-year, $18.75 million deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. A deal that I find to be actually relatively surprising on the Toronto end, and, and really the, the, my biggest problem with it is, is the, the third year. They're real, real close to having to get these guys like Matthews and Hyman and, and uh, the, the, um, uh, Connor Brown. All these guys are going to be un- looking for contracts real soon here. Um, obviously, with this being Matthews' rookie year, he'd still have two more years on his entry-level deal. But then all of a sudden, you're going to need to sign all these guys, and you're still going to have Marlowe sitting with that $6.25 million cap hit. Kind of a surprise there um, that they gave him the third year. But, you know, a, a friend uh, mentioned to me, Kevin Lau, who we've, uh, is a good friend of the show, had mentioned to me, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot, and you got to go with what you've got. And, you know, maybe the Toronto just feeling a little bit like this might be their year to get it done. So they're going to go out and get Marlowe. You know, they push Washington to six in a very competitive series. Now you're going to add Patrick Marlowe. Didn't really have any big subtractions in the free agency market. So look out for the Maple Leafs. I still feel like they might be a defenseman short. Um, a really top two, top three defenseman as they are without, um, as they have Gardner and Zaitsev. And um, back at that blue line. And the other, the other one, Morgan Riley, also back there, but... You just got to wonder if they're going to be a guy short, but still a really good signing getting Patrick Marlowe. Again, money and term maybe a little bit kind of longer than they wanted to go. But overall, uh, Toronto got to be happy with their purchase here of Patrick Marlowe. They also get Ron Hainsey in, the 36-year-old who uh, took his first trip to the playoffs this year. And he wins a Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now he's got a two-year, $6 million deal with the Leafs. That deal pretty much replaces Matt Hunwick, who had signed with Pittsburgh. So almost a trade of defensive people there as Ron Hainsey moves to, from Pittsburgh to Toronto. And then Matt Hunwick moves from Toronto over to Pittsburgh. Let's stay north of the border and let's talk a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens. They were very busy and really their big thing wasn't even something a, a free agency as they take care of all risk and all possibilities. They go out and lock up for a very long time. Carry price, $10.5 million per year. I believe it's for the next eight years. So Montreal, the Canadians will not be looking for a goaltender. That is for sure. They have Carey Price all locked up. And a good move for them to make sure because he is the cornerstone of that franchise. 
They also try to get him some help up front or defensively in front of him, too, as they sign former Washington Capitol Carl Alsner. Gets a five-year deal, 4.625. You pair him with Shea Weber, and that's probably going to be a, one of the big pairs back there. They've had a lot of blue line attrition in Montreal over the last couple of years. A lot of guys that are going to be logging big minutes around the league, namely P.K. Subban. If you listen to this show a lot, you know how much we love P.K. Subban here on In the Box. In addition to that, uh, Alexi Yemelin has been uh, is now off in Nashville as he was traded there, and as well as Nathan Boileau, who is also out of Montreal as well. So Montreal going to need some uh, some depth defensively. They've got some guys there that should still be able to to help out Carey Price. Their big issue is scoring. They lost their leading scorer from last year, and really one of the almost I want to say enigmas of the NHL, if you will. And Alex Radulov, who's gone to and from Russia and back, Alex Radulov does sign with the Dallas Stars, a team that we're going to get to in a moment, as they were they were spending a lot of money where Dallas. But meanwhile, back to Montreal for a second. They do have, you figure their top four there, probably looking at David Schlemko, Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, and the aforementioned Carl Alsner. Pretty good block of four in front of Carey Price, who's got that $10.5 million deal all lined up there. Scoring, though, it, who's going to do it? They need to get a new scorer there or, or got to hope that they somebody turns around. Obviously, Jonathan drew in there, but that is just one guy, and he's really going to have a lot of pressure put on him. Alex Galchiniak, the uh, 23-year-old RFA, he will be re-signed, you'd figure. Peter Holland and uh, Aless, uh, Alex Hemsky were brought in as well, but Montreal still going to need some scoring punch there if they hope to improve on their offensive end. And you don't want to waste the best years of Carey Price. And uh, they're going to need to start getting some scoring in there. Hopefully they might be a, a free agent signing. Later on, we'll get into some of the names that are still out there. So maybe there we can see if there's somebody there that can help the Canadians become a better offensive squad. We mentioned Alex Radulov. He gets a five-year deal with the Dallas Stars at 6.25 per year. Uh, five-year deal, as we mentioned, the 30-year-old will be 35 when the deal expires. Good deal here as Dallas went shopping heavy for forwards as they also got Martin Hansel on a three-year deal worth 4.75. So uh, some pretty good upfront talent for the Dallas Stars as it looks like they hope that Ben Bishop is going to be able to carry them defensively as I tell you, they don't have a lot of big-name guys back at the point. Klingberg and Mathot, Dan Hamuse is well back there. Some of the, their best defensive hopes, but up front, they're still rolling with Jamie Benn, Alex Reguloff, Tyler Sagan, and Jason Spezza. Not <laughs> terrible in terms of what you can roll out. Don't forget about the youngster, Fasca, who had a nice little breakout year, and, and we didn't even mention Martin Hansel, the new acquisition there. So big money spent by the Dallas Stars. Also, if you want to factor in, they did give Ben Bishop the contract at just under $5 million. So a lot of money spent down south of the border. Jimmy Nail being very active with the Stars. Other free agents, guys that have signed, guys on the move, um, want to give credit to Walt, as he called it. Walt, the normal host here in the box. I'm normally sitting in the passenger seat today. Thomas Biondo here driving with you. Kevin Shattenkirk gets a four-year deal with the New York Rangers, $6.65 million. You know, I I, I kind of banged the drum on that to get Kevin Shattenkirk, and that was the running joke. I wanted both Shattenkirk and Oshie and rebuild the Capitals here. 
after that amount of money, you know, I don't, I just don't think that Shattenkirk's a six point six five million dollar defenseman. But the Rangers are really strong in that back end, and they can really build a wall in front of Henrik Lundqvist. They've actually given Hen- Henrik Lundqvist a lot of help so far here in free agency. As in addition to Shattenkirk, so they sign Brendan Smith. They keep him on board. He had a nice little playoffs with them. Obviously, uh, Scott has continued to get better on that Ranger blue line to go with McDonough. Now, they buy out Girardi to create a little cap space, but they have Mark Stahl, too. And obviously, Shattenkirk and, and Kevin Klein still in the mix there. Nick Holden had a very good season. So pretty good work there in front of Henrik Lundqvist. And a, a good signing is they get Andre Pavlik, formal, formerly of the uh, Winnipeg Jets, He's now their uh, backup netminder, the 29-year-old. So they lose uh, Antiranta, but they end up with Andre Pavlik. Not bad at all for the Rangers as they try to continue to get better. It looks like what they're going to be looking to do, though, is they're going to need to win every game by the score of 2-1. to one, Is There are some offensive deficiencies up front for the Rangers, so we'll keep an eye out on what they do during the course of free agency as it rolls along. Our Detroit Red Wings here, only one real big signing of note. They bring in Trevor Daly for three years, a 9-5-3-4 deal. So it works out to be 3.178 per year for Trevor Daly. Um, The 33-year-old, fresh off a Stanley Cup run with Pittsburgh, back-to-back Stanley Cup runs with the Penguins. Got to feel like maybe Pittsburgh uh, wanted to go uh, some other ways defensively and keep some of their own. They let uh, both Hainsey and Daly walk. As we said, they did bring Hunwick on board. So a little bit almost uh, a trade, almost a free agents, if you will. Pittsburgh, uh, really, that's the only signing. I think that their big hope's got to be that Chris Letang returns and, and is healthy upon his return. Although, when you are rolling with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin up front, you can get away with some defensive deficiencies, and and that appears to be a little bit of the plan. But again, Trevor Daly with Detroit. Interesting to see where exactly what line he's going to fit in. I'm not sure he's not the best defenseman already coming in uh, to Detroit, even at 33 years old. We've uh, well documented the problems of Cronwall and Erickson and and the knees and the back and the age of those guys. And the, the only question that I have with the daily signing is it does take up a defensive position that you thought may be taken up by Olette and Sproul um, and or Sproul, I should say. With Nick Jensen being protected, you would expect him to be in the opening day lineup. So for Detroit, you'd really have to think that you'd be you'd be looking at Trevor Daly, Nick Cronwall, Jonathan Erickson. Mike Green, Danny DeKaiser, and Nick Jensen as your opening day starters, although you also need to make sure that those guys are all healthy, which does raise an interesting possibility and just something that you also cannot be sure of as we've, uh, again, talked about what Cronwell and Erickson, some of the issues that they've had with their health and if that's going to start early into the next season. One of the other higher uh, price deals, Justin Williams returns to Carolina at $4.5 million per year over two years. A nice little feel-good story there is he won a Stanley Cup there, and he will go to Carolina, a two-year deal, as we mentioned, leaving the Washington Capitals. Washington didn't really go out and get anybody, but they really doubled down on the roster that they have. Um, no real, like I said, big free agent signings so far by the Capitals. 
um, except really keeping their own as they get TJ Oshie. And I believe we actually talked about this last week. They were waiting until after the draft. They get Oshie at, two, uh, excuse me, pull up the wrong team. There we get Oshie at $5.75 million through 23-24. And then they get Evgeny Kuznetsov to a long deal, a set making $7.8 million per year. And obviously Alex Ovechkin, four years left on his deal. Nick Backstrom with three years left. So the big three, if you will, is really going to be where they go. Barakovsky, an unrestricted, or excuse me, a restricted free agent. You would expect that signing to happen real soon, and, and they'll get Barakovsky back in the fold. Lars Eller and Brent Connolly kind of round out the top of their lines along with Tom Wilson. Defensively, though, right now it's it's a little deficient. Their big four is going to be good. Or pick Orloff. He gets a, a big long term deal as well, a five year, excuse me, a six year deal with five point one. So another one of those guys resigning um, and staying home there with Washington and John Carlson, the other. But right now, those are the only f- they have those four defensemen under contract and Taylor Chorney's the other with an NHL deal. The rest of the, the uh, team, a minor league guys down in Hershey. So we'll see if they pluck somebody out of there or see if they can get a free agent on the cheap. But an interesting sort of place for the Capitals to be at there. Still Braden Holtby, $6.1 million each of the next three years coming up for him. So he will be the netminder there. Washington, to make all this done, they did trade away Marcus Johansson. As they realized, saw the writing on the wall, knew that they couldn't get everybody signed. So decided that Marcus Johansson would draw the short straw as he was traded off. Um, I believe, uh, let's see here, Marcus Johansson. I, I want to say he was traded. Was he Dealt off to Vegas. I'm sure everybody's screaming right now at their computer. No, he went here. He went here. But let me pull that up for you and make sure you get that. But he, there was going to be a casualty eventually when you sign that many guys to that much money for that term, uh, long-term of deals. Marcus Johansson, again, out of San Jose, he gets sent uh, dealt off. And uh, to the New Jersey Devils, a team that kind of has a lack of forwards. So that will help that hockey club very, very much as they try to get forward. Uh, Potentially uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see him and Taylor Hall playing some defense or playing some offense together during the course of the season, upcoming season, to be sure. Continuing on down the line, uh, we get into that kind of $3 million to $2 million range in terms of almost, I want to say, backup defensemen or, or lower-line defensemen. We talked about Ron Hainsey going to Toronto for $3 million. Michael Delzato goes to Vancouver for uh, $3 million as well. Dan Girardi, recently released by the Rangers, he gets a two-year deal as well at $3 million per. That's three straight guys, Delzato, Hainsey, and Girardi, all getting two-year $6 million deals. Ryan Boyle signs on with New Jersey to help enforce, maybe keep Taylor Hall nice and safe there at 2.75 over two years. Radim Verbata goes to Florida, and boy, that's kind of a, I'm going to say almost a loss for Florida as they lose Jonathan Marchessault and Riley Smith, decide to cut ties with the Army or Yager, and their consolation prize is 36-year-old Radim Verbata on a one-year deal at $2.5 million. Now, to Verbata's credit, all Verbata does is score. <laughs> Radim is, is, is quite the scorer. He's been a very good scorer everywhere he goes. And they do have talent up there with Huberto and Barkoff, but really they're three forwards down, and the only move that they made up front is Verbata. You expect or would have to believe that they have something up their sleeve or, or there's some people that they like in the minors that are on their way to really kind of help 
uh, pick this team up and can contribute up front for that squad down there in Florida. Other names of note, names that people always around here, I'm sure, have heard. Ryan Miller, the former Michigan State Spartan, gets a two-year deal in Anaheim, $2 million per. He'll be backing up John Gibson, a nice little playoff insurance there, as Gibson now has a reliable backup, somebody that you can trust in Ryan Miller. Miller with the pressure off out of Vancouver and pretty much knows he's going in as the backup role. Uh, Chris Kunitz coming off the Stanley Cup, wants one more year, gets it with Tampa Bay for $2 million per. Kyle Quincy, the former Red Wing, $1.25 million as he'll go provide some depth to the Minnesota Blue Line. Minnesota Blue Line that saw, saw, sees them lose Marco Scandella in a trade with Buffalo. Jason Pominville, or excuse me, Marco Scandella and the other player going the other way was, excuse me, yep, Mar, uh, it was Scandella and Pominville going to the uh, Sabres from the Islanders. Meanwhile, the Islanders, they pick up, or excuse me, the Wild, they pick up uh, a couple of forwards in the deal. Marcus Foligno, and where's my other guy here? I know I got one more that they picked up. Tyler Ennis, the other forward that they acquire in that deal. So still restricted free agents, Marco uh, Marcus uh, Foligno. You would expect that he would sign there. 25-year-olds to add to Grandland and Niederreiter, along with uh, Miko Koivu and Tyler Ennis. That is some talented up front for, or some talent up front for the Wild. We didn't even mention Zach Parisi or Eric Stahl and Charlie Coyle. So a dangerous roster throughout up front. And then, of course, you're going to have Jared Spurgeon, Ryan Suter anchoring the back end with Jonas Brodeen. But again, Marco Scandello dealt off for... The visitor, or excuse me, for Marco Scandellis dealt off to the Buffalo Sabres. We continue on. Name a signing that I really like. A couple of signings I really like. The $1 million veteran risk-free signing, as I like to call him, Scott Hartnell, who was bought out by Columbus. He goes to Nashville for $1 million. Mike Camilleri, who really has struggled of late in New Jersey, 35 years old now. He'll get a $1 million deal to be with the Kings, and, and that's a big opportunity there. Uh, the Kings need scoring. Gotta gotta hope that Camilleri still has any something left in the tank. And if he does, that could be a real big boost there to a team that's looking for offense up front. Good opportunity there for him to turn it around and and see if he can't get going. There's guys there that can get him the puck. There's there's very uh, there's good players on that Kings team. It just they hit a rut in scoring last year. Never really seemed to be able to get around, and they're going to need to help Drew Doughty and Jonathan Quick in that there if the Kings hope to return and make a playoff run. The hometown discount was in fact as a fact as Patrick Sharp goes to Chicago. He gets an eight hundred thousand dollar deal to move from Dallas to Chicago. As another guy that has been to Chicago goes back. Add to that the likes of uh, what Andrew Ladd was gone. He came back. Um, let's see. We get Sod back from the with the Panarin deal with the with the Blue Jackets there. So Chicago kind of a revolving door here as they look to constantly. They really like their guys, and even though they tri- traded them away, they've got Stanley Cups, and then they again try to bring bring the band back together a couple of different times here. Those are really some of the. 
the more high-ranking guys, high, higher-name guys that have gone. Didn't mention uh, another four-plus-million-dollar deal. I got a couple here that we did uh, skip over that we want to get to. Dmitry Kulikov from Buffalo, 26 years old, goes to Winnipeg at a 4.3333333333. All those threes repeating as uh, he needs a bounce-back year. The 26-year-old was a big minus 27, I believe, with the Sabres last year. Nick Benino gets a four-year, four-point, or excuse me, sixteen point four million, four point one per season, as he will now probably be that number two center in Nashville, maybe number three behind Sissons. And we you'd expect Ryan Johansson to sign his restricted free agent tender, leaving uh, Mike Fisher right now on the outside. Got to wonder if the experienced veteran may be headed to retirement. Will he come back on a cheap deal? It'll be interesting to see. I know they. Dealt away Craig Smith over to the Avalanche, and really what I'm projecting to be a cash-saving deal is they have their two big restricted free agents that they need to get under contract. Uh, they need to have Ryan Johansson and Victor Arvidsson healthy there. Also, Pontus Aberg, uh, Frederick Goudreau, and Austin Watson also restricted free agents. So a lot of money that they need to sp- shell out to make their offense better. So they bring in Benino, but it'll be interesting to see if they can keep all those restricteds happy with the right money and then still get Fisher back, which I'm sure they'd love to keep their captain, but as of right now, kind of a question mark there. Also, Nashville, they do bring in Alexi Alexi uh, Emelin. So they had the exact same six defensemen all signed and locked up and ready to go for next year, and they decided to mix it up a little bit. They bring in Emelin on a trade. Uh, you got to believe that that's going to push either Irwin or Yannick Weber out of the lineup. And I think it's going to be actually a really good, good deal for Emelin and for Nashville because now Alexi, who's always had to to kind of be a top eh, two or three defenseman on a team, he gets to go to Nashville and be pro- no higher than fifth. I mean, they're top four pretty well known as it's going to be Ekholm and Ellis, Subban and Yossi. So a good situation on a one-year deal for Alexi Emelin there and an opportunity for him to really flourish in Nashville with the Predators as a third-pairing defenseman. Steve Mason, the netminder, another guy that's getting uh, gets the four-plus million-dollar deal, $4.1 million to go from uh, Philadelphia to Winnipeg. So Winnipeg lose, loses Pavlik, but brings in Steve Mason to be their new number one. $4.1 million over the next two years. The 29-year-old, would love to be able to work out there. Sam Gagne also making gets a $3 million deal as he will go from Columbus to Vancouver on a three-year $9.45 million. Good for Sam Gagne, a guy who started out hot in his career, took a step back, and now had a really good year last year in Columbus and will head to Vancouver where, who knows, maybe he gets paired with the Sedins, and that's a great opportunity to get some points when you can do that. Now, who's still free? Who's still available? Um, if you just sort by straight points, so looking at overall what guys are available that have scored a lot of points? Thomas Vanek, of all players, Thomas Vanek, the 33-year-old, leads all still unrestricted free agents with 48 points, 17 goals, 31 assists last year in 68 games, 14-plus minutes per, of ice time per game on a minus-five team, and he played, spent time with two different non-playoff teams in Detroit and Florida, so that dash five doesn't look that terrible. I know a lot of People in the area, a lot of my friends were were beating the drum for Vanek and bringing him back. you got to believe that that's a done deal now. Not going to happen. 
with uh, Olette getting his 1.25 per for the next two years on his restricted contract, and then Daly coming in, and you still needing to sign Andreas Athanasiu and Tomas Tatar. The ageless wonder, 45-year-old Yarmir Yager, still available, a plus two, almost 17 minutes a night, only pl- cost Florida $4 million last year. You know nobody's going to work harder. 16 goals, 30 assists available by way of Yarmir Yager. He had some hilarious tweets out last week saying that, uh, that that he was watching, uh, or I I don't know if it what it said he was watching, or if he said what he was watching, but he uh, talked about how you, you know it, rumors out there about all these free agencies getting calls from ten, twelve, fifteen teams, and sure enough, I'm just sitting here waiting for my phone to ring, and apparently still waiting for it, which is kind of surprising because again, you know, a, a lot of teams want to get young and, and get faster, and I and I understand that, but. It's not like Yacker was a waste of space. He played all 82 games, which is pr- almost remarkable for somebody at, at the age of 45. And again, was an asset to his team and knows how to win. So Yarmir Yager still on the line. And then we, as we talked about, Mike Fisher, 42 points in 72 games, the captain of the Predators. I, I don't know. Gut tells me that he's either going to be retiring or he'll be coming back with Nashville. They will find some way to get some cap money free to get Mr. Fisher back there. Other forward help. We'll hold off on the defenseman. Other forward help. Brian Gianta, the captain of the Buffalo Sabres at 38 years old. He is available. Minus 11, but 35 points. Matt Cullen, the 40-year-old Penguin uh, center iceman. In 72 games, 31 points, which is pretty impressive for a guy that played mostly second and third, or excuse me, third and fourth liners minutes. You you think that Cullen might very well be waiting for Pittsburgh just to get everybody under contract and might just very well take a little bit of the veteran minimum there to sign on and stick with Pittsburgh. I'm sure they'd love to have him back. Interesting name still available by way of Jerome Aginla, although he was minus 30 with only 27 points in 80 games. Under 15 minutes a night for Aginla. It might very well all be over, but maybe given the right situation, he could surface somewhere. Uh, cap hit uh, his salary last year, $5 million. Cap hit 5.33, so you would expect those numbers to come down drastically if he were to sign somewhere. Another name, and this is a name that comes up from being actually um, one of those guys bought out, uh, UC Jokinen, a guy that kind of very similar to Verbata, just seems to score. Jokinen, 69 games, 28 points. Extend that out for a full season. That's almost a 35-point getter there. And he actually was on played with Florida, who had some issues with health of their center. So he was probably f- thrust into higher line duty than he really should have been. Because of the guys that were out in Huberto and Barkoff for most of the season, UC Jokinen settling down on your third, fourth line, uh, excuse me, second or third line with uh, the proper center iceman could be a big uh, opportunity for a team to get a, a, a good player there. Mikhail Gregenko, you want to go young? How about 23-year-old Gregenko? 10 goals, 13 assists, only 23 years old. Played uh, just over 14 minutes a night. Might be a good young player to to take a look at for teams still looking for scoring. As really, those are kind of the the top of the line. Lori Kurpakowski, Drew Stafford, also worth mentioning. Uh, Alex Chason and Daniel Winnick kind of round out the top. How about Mike Ribeiro? 
a guy who never really got out of Milwaukee when he was with the Preds last year. He did have 25 points in 46 games, just under 16 minutes a night. So we've talked about how it was kind of a thin rookie or a thin, thin free agent class. And once you get past some of the big names that have gone, you're now looking at a bunch of guys that much older, but in the right scenario for the right amount of money could be really, really helpful to your squad. Defensively now, let's get some of those ice times here. Who's been the who's the minute hoggers out there that could really help? And defensively, and looking at the top ten free agents are all defensemen just in terms of ice time. So you know that there are some minutes eaters out there. One of the big ones right now, Andre Markov, still a free agent. Now that they have been unable to sign Alexander Radulov, you'd expect that the Canadians would be bringing back Markov, kind of a staple there in Montreal, a plus 18, played just under 22 minutes a night. It would not surprise me to see him return. His salary last year was at 4.25 with a cap hit of 5.75. So you might be able to get him at a couple of years, $4 million per for Andre Markov. Francis Boschman. Uh, 41 games played. He was bought out only 18 points, but he played for a uh, a Colorado team that just struggled all year long. Both of those guys, though, over the age of 35. Dennis Weidman at 34. He's played 20-plus minutes a night, the last of the 20-plus minutes defenseman available. 57 games and 18 points. Straight, Tootin, Oduya, Franzen, Brian Campbell, Roman Polak, and Zivadan Mahalik round out the top level of those free agents. Now, Mahalik was injured through much of last year, only played three games, so he had just he was plus one in those three games played. Roman Polik was a deadline deal, 31 years old, and only making 2.25. Big help for that Maple Leaf blue line. He would be one I think would be very helpful. A team would, would be smart to pick him up. Also, Cody Franzen, who I tell you, he had one really good year. I think his last free agency year, and he was got a two-year deal. And again, he finds himself in free agency and not getting picked up in the first wave of free agency. As Cody Franzen currently sits unsigned, 29 years old, uh, 19 points in 68 games, but plays 28, uh, excuse me, 18, 28 a night. A little surprising to see him still out there. And available as I feel like, again, he is a guy that every year comes up for free agency and not much happens for him big time by way of getting better and getting signed. Netminders, how about this, though? If I'm if I'm looking at, well, let me make sure I'm, I am looking at this right. They're, they're listing the only goaltender that has, that has experience now that had, uh, let me rephrase that, NHL experience last year right now as Jonas Enroth is the only one available. He played 16 games, 7-5-2 and two record, a 2.17 goals against, and a save percentage of .922. Unless I'm looking at something incorrectly, he is the last listed unrestricted free agent. I got to have a filter on here that's incorrect or something, as that seems hard to believe, although... Goalies did go very, very quickly in free agency. There were not a lot of netminders that stuck around into free agency very long. So most teams really wanted to shore up their their netminding position. It's always a smart thing to make sure you got uh, got netminders and are, are ready to have two and, in some cases, three 
good netminders available for your squad. I mean, no better example than the Pittsburgh Penguins, this year's Stanley Cup winner, as they uh, ride Marc-Andre Fleury for a little bit of a, a good time, as he was very good the first two series. He gets has a bad game against Ottawa. They get Matt Murray right back in, and he carries them the rest of the way for a Stanley Cup. So that's a look at some of the free agents that are still available. Again, the sort of gentleman's agreement in the NHL, which I always do find funny, is that the restricted free agents, you know, those they're always the last to sign, which you would expect because, you know, your restricted free agents are, are those guys that um, you, you can't, you know, you got to you get the opportunity to match. So, um an interesting sort of situation there with the RFAs that are going to be available. The guys that have not yet signed a contract and, and obviously really good players that are going to be getting, you'd expect substantial pay raises. Let's run down some of the names that currently sit as RFAs. What their cap hit now was this past year. Ryan Johansson with the Nashville Predators, 61 points in 82 games, 47 of those assists, just under 19 minutes a night. It was Ryan Johansson, $4 million cap hit, so just so you can, but a $6 million salary, so you kind of get the idea of where his contract's going to go. Steve Eisman's going to have some troubles as he has to get both Palat and Johnson under contract. Those two combined for almost 100 points. Neither of them played over 75 games. They combined also 36 goals. And a plus three combined. So you know Palat and Johnson need to get signed for Steve Eisman and the Lightning. Both of those guys, salaries at $4 million, but a cap hit at 3.33. Believe it or not, and I think that you'd have to go qu- kind of far down to, fi- to guess who the top four point getters were. We go a different filter. We go with the top point getters. How about this? It was Leo Dreisaitl had the best point season Again, is that really surprising playing with Mr. McDavid? I don't know. But how about this? 77 points with a cap hit of $925,000. That is a steal. But that also means that is a guy that's going to be getting a very, very large raise. When you're scoring at a point, you know, I, I know this is kind of a, some teams do actually look at, at this kind of number. We're looking at a, a point per dollar stat or dollar per point stat. When you're making 925, divide that by 77 points. It's only costing you $12,000 a point. That's almost amazing at the, the NHL level. David Pasternak with his 34 goals, 36 assists, 70 points in 75 games for the Bruins. He's going to be getting a very large bump as he also only makes $9.25 million. Or, uh, excuse me, $9.25, $925,000. Boy, if, if he was making $9.25 million, I don't think he'd be looking at a price bump. The next highest RFA available, Mike Mikhail Granlin from the Minnesota Wild as the 25-year-old with 69 points for the Wild and a $3 million cap hit. So, again, so you kind of know what the jumping-off point is for going up. And Victor Arvidsson, one of those tough decisions, not tough decisions, just one of those guys that Nashville's going to have to find room for. 31 goals, 30 assists, 61 points, solid postseason, and he only made $640,000 last year for the Predators. Going to be due a big raise. 
some of the more surprising names. It's just looking at this list, the guys that really had high point seasons last year that I don't know if you really realized how good they were. Alexander Wenberg um, from the Columbus Blue Jackets with 59 points. Nino Niederreier with 57 points from Minnesota. That not so much a surprise, but how about Connor Sheary? Playing uh, a part of the year with Sidney Crosby doesn't hurt. 61 games, 53 points. Connor Sheary, it's, maybe there's more talent there. Maybe it's not just playing with Crosby that's got Sheary the, the high numbers there. Is Connor Sheary right there with an eighth in a leading RFA score with 53 points. Bo Horvath had 52 as he's finally starting to, to, to blossom there in Vancouver. They've been waiting for him. He's had a couple of different starts and stops, but now 81 games played, 52 points. He was a dash seven, but still room there. And we do want to tell you who's at 11. 10 is Palat, 12 is Johnson at number 11, Tomas Tatar. He played in all 82 games, 46 points. 2.75 million was his salary and his cap hit last year. So with the 25 goals, 21 assists, most of that due to a very hot streak down the stretch. So it'll be interesting to see where exactly he ends up on the scale here and where his final contract ends up. It may not be all that much higher than where it is right now. Andreas Athanasiu, the other Red Wing RFA, his salary was just 575000 29 points in 64 games. Obviously speed for days, 18 goals, 11 assists. So it'll be interesting to see where he winds up and what, what dollar amount the Wings will end up giving to Athanasiu. All right, we talked about the RFAs. We talked about the UFAs still available. We talked about the signings that have occurred. Folks, we're going to step aside, take a little bit of an early break here, and then we're going to come back, and I've got an award for every team and what they've done so far in this offseason. You won't want to miss the Thomas Biondo Offseason Awards. Uh, a little tongue-in-cheek on pretty much all of them, but we should have a good time with them. So stay tuned. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll have more here on In the Box. Thomas Biondo here riding solo. So happy you're here to join us. Welcome back to In the Box, and happy to have with us the lead, the host of In the Box. Walt, are you with me? I'm here. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear. How's it going, sir? Going good. I was just I was catching up, listening in on you, seeing how you were doing, so I didn't come in like completely cold. Oh, I, I, I would appreciate that, but you know, we took an early break, so you're you're coming in, and it, the floor is yours. Where do you want to go? What do you, what are your what are your early thoughts of free agency so far? Um, well, I just got—I just have my agent contact the Vancouver Canucks because apparently they're giving out money. So. Yeah, and we 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 talked about this a, a little bit ago. Really, for average players too. I mean, it, it's one thing if they were bringing in overpaying for a guy like Marlowe or Thornton. They're bringing in guys that castoffs from most other places. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's not even average guys it's a lot of beat below average guys yeah you know you, you can only play one, one other guy with the sedines right <laughs> unless maybe they're maybe Everybody they're can. maybe they're put, planning a split could they possibly split the sedines up I, I don't i don't think that's possible i think it's in their contract <laughs> that they have to be on a line together at all times and and it makes you wonder how many how many chances is alex Bermestroff really going to get around the league yeah <laughs> 
Maybe maybe yeah, maybe, he, he, maybe he's the one that draws with the Sedins, and then you hope that Gagne and Erickson have something together. Yeah, with with Mo Horvat. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I I don't know who who's on who's on their blue line there though. Uh, <laughs> I I think Alex Edler's still there, just because Alex Edler has to be there. Oh, yeah, and and who's their goalie now? Uh, uh huh. Yep, that guy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I I don't know what's going on in Vancouver. Yeah that that was an odd one. What do you what do you think about your Predators off season so far? Curious. Uh, when you know they they were they were in on on Matt Duchesne for a while. I guess they made an offer to Colorado. Uh, Colorado turned it down, but apparently Colorado was turning everyone down. Right. For. And and Matt Duchesne and his agent are very furious and very upset with with Joe Sackick and company there. It, it'll because, be. You know, I feel Matt, Go ahead. He doesn't want to be there. You know, Duchesne. He doesn't want to be there. Um, they made it clear they don't really want him there. So he's like, all right, well, get me out of here. And the Islanders. It came out last week. The Islanders offered Travis Matic at first round pick Matt Duchesne, and he has said no. Which is, is is truly unbelievable because they have, they may have the worst blue line in hockey. Colorado, yeah. I mean, I mean Eric Johnson, <laughs> and seriously, they they let Boschman go to create cap space, but I still think Boschman might have yeah. been the second best defenseman on that team. They only got three guys under contract right now, or two, uh, yeah, three guys under contract: Eric Johnson, Tyson Berry, and Mark. Uh, Bavaria with uh, Zadorov being a restricted free agent, and right now that's all Cap Friendly has listed as defensive uh, guys for Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, so I I don't, I don't know what's going on in Colorado. I'm, it, I think we're starting to see why Patrick Wall kind of jumped off, got off that ship. Yeah, because I, I, no I don't know what the direction is. Say it when we're trying to go. I mean, yeah. you, you put out there, yeah, we're we're, we're going to trade Duchesne and Landis because we're listening to deals, and people make you deal, make you offers. You go, no, we don't want to. Well, and and you know, it's you know, Steve Eiserman was praised for the Jonathan Druin, the handling of Jonathan Druin, not backing down, letting him pretty much. He was there about a year and a half after he first requested a trade, and he yeah. ends up getting a a, a number nine pick. Uh, number ninth overall pick defenseman the year before back for for Druin, yeah. a guy that he wasn't likely to sign anyway. So it looked like Steve Eisring got it right, and Joe Sackick is is not quite there yet. It'll be interesting to see because you know at at some point he's got to get dealt, right? Yeah, you you would think so. I think on the Druin thing, I think that kind of just came out where there was there, there was no value there at the, at the time of a trade when he asked for that trade. Eisring knew he wasn't going to get he wasn't going to get the best value for him. Because he hadn't he hadn't played well at that point, hadn't really played it, hadn't really played the NHL level at all, right? And so and so so that that was more of a that was a strategic move on Eisenman's part, more so than anything. Just like, well, I'm, I'm not going to get anything for you, <laughs> you know, right? Kinda like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to trade my of a, a, a top five pick, a guy drafted in the top five for a third rounder, right? And, and a meddling prospect. So, I mean, that, that was that was a smart move. But I think the, the Avalanche are asking price. I'm hearing they want they want three first rounders and a number one D plus and plus another plus, plus a prospect plus a top prospect. Well, it, and that's really tough. To that's an even tougher sell than normal, just because Duchesne hasn't been good the last year and a half. Yeah, 
no, and and it's it's not like well, like like buddy, it's it's Matt Duchesne, not Connor McDavid, right, or Jack Eichel, right. You know? No, you're exactly right. You know this 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 or or Drew Doughty or something like that or a good young defenseman. It's funny, you, you know. It's you throw Matt Duchesne into uh, Google and. The top stories are Columbus Blue Jackets and Matt Duchesne. Bruins talking to Avalanche yeah. about Duchesne for Carlo trade. Boston Bruins should not include nah. Carlo in trade. I mean, everybody's already talking about all the stuff that may happen with Matt Duchesne. Well, the, the Bruins, the Bruins have pretty much they've been the one consistent team in on Matt Duchesne since since about November. I and I don't if if Carlo's the piece now. He was really good, but he was really good playing with. Uh, Chara, so I mean, you almost got to wonder. Uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the kid because Chara's forty now. But you right. know, was he was he good because he was with Chara? Or was he good because he was coming along? Although a twenty yeah, year old, def- mean, or, or is it somewhere in the middle? Right. No, you're exactly right. Oh, although it's it's tough to trade away a twenty year old defenseman who's making less than eight hundred thousand dollars and it's, and had a really good season. But you know, right. it, it's also funny. It's you know funny and kind of hard to believe that it, the Bruins need scoring. <laughs> Yeah, you know, then and and it looks like my gut, my gut was wrong for it. Did not sign with Nashville. No, no, but uh, so they get to say in San Jose. They they get Benino, uh, maybe yeah. maybe a hair too much, but you know somebody that's going to be if right in the mix for the second line center with Sissons behind Johansson, and then they they ship out Smith and what really pretty much has to be a salary to dump to get these the the big four free agents signed up front. Got to get every yeah. I mean, well, Nick Benino, he got. I mean, it's it's a little probably a little much, but again, what have we talked about? You yep. know, the value of of a center. Yep. And 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 with when Ryan Johansson got hurt, that that really handicapped down the middle for for the Predators and. Now you get a little bit of insurance. I mean, I don't know what what Mike Fisher is going to do if he comes back and with Nashville, and if he comes back, how how effective of a role is he going to play? I think he can still be a good third fourth line center for you, who who can eat up some minutes and, and play on a penalty kill for you, play a good defensive role. Because I don't think the offense the offense is there anymore, with Fisher. Well, I, but you know, I I also would not and, be be surprised to if he is just waiting to see what. Like let's okay, let everybody sign and let's see what's left. And I I'll be happy to take what's left. So let's just go ahead and get these four RFAs signed so that we know that we've got the money here. Right. Yeah. That that could very well be the case. I mean, because I, I mean, I, I think Fisher's got one, maybe two years left in, in the tank there. Because he he's he's forty, right? He'll yeah. Forty one this season. No, Fisher, I believe thirty eight, and will be thirty nine when the season starts. I believe. Okay, I'll be thirty nine this year. Okay. Yep. But uh, so, and let's see here. Your thoughts on the Trevor Daly signing? Want to get your thoughts on that one? On on what? On one the more time? I'm sorry. On the Trevor Daly signing with Detroit. Really, Detroit sticking uh, to their guns, it. saying it's the only thing that they were yeah. going to do, and they went out. They got one defenseman, and they said, "All right, we're done." I don't love it. I don't hate it. I mean, I. I'm on record. I've been on record all year saying that I felt the wing shouldn't sign anyone. Right. But they decided um, but, to go with the defenseman, and they basically have nine yeah. defensemen now under contract, which is creating quite a logjam. I 
Well, I don't. I don't think Mike Green finishes the season here. I think that's one thing. Right. They're looking at. I, I think you mentioned that while we were talking over the weekend. Yep. Was Mike Green possibly being a guy getting shipped out? You know, he he's a USA after this year. Well, it, but, um, if I mean, if he's on the also, team after the deadline, that bodes very well for where the for what actually our record probably is. Well, yeah. Yeah, and and to and to be honest, I mean Trevor Daly, he's not going to come here. He's not. He's not. Gonna, he's not going to help the power play or anything. He's not. He's not an offensive guy. You no, know, that's never been his style. He's just kind of a. He's he's a defensive defenseman, right? Which, which, which these days it's it's almost like you're insulting a guy, but that's it's okay to be a defensive defenseman. Sure, sure. Dallas you know. is banking on that with Mark Mathot and being a being a big corner piece, big cornerstone there. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are boohooing the deal, saying it's too much, or you know, three, three million a year for, for a thirty-three-year-old cover daily. I mean, you know, here, like, yeah, whatever. It's it's a three-year deal, you know. It's, right. It's 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 not it's not gonna keep you from signing anyone else, right. you know. And do, do you see anybody coming down the pipeline is going to be an RFA for the Wings in the next two years? You, you, you see a eight nine million dollar player? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, although I, I do like that Larkin. I mean, that's that's got to be the hope that Larkin and Mantha in an RFA year kick it into high gear just so they can get a, a good uh, RFA deal from Detroit. That, that's got to be what what we hope for on the on the rebound and maybe even Riley Shahan for that factor. Yeah. And you know, Almost took our ceiling fan out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's like you know we we talked we talked about it a bit last week. We talked about it in in a week since uh, I, I think pretty much since about February that the hope is that everyone just had their their worst possible year right. at the same time. Right. Yeah, that, I, that's seriously. And if and if Jeff Blashill didn't spend the entire uh, entire summer working on a new power play scheme, I think that then that, that's a fireable offense. Yeah. 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 Whoop! Did we lose you? We still got you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead again. I think we lost you for a minute. Walt, we got you. Go ahead. Walter, you know, did you lose me? Yes, I did. But I got you now. I got you now. What do you got? Okay, you got me now. Yes, I did. Okay, I can hear you now. Good. Great. Okay, great. And no, no, we oh, the power play look good. Oh, lost again. Yeah. Oh, we lost him. So. I, I think Walt. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that Walt was uh, pretty much going to agree with the assessment and the importance of uh, <laughs> Jeff Blash. He'll better be looking at the power play. We'll see if we can get him back uh, on the line. But while we do that, and while we we wait on that, let's go ahead and uh, talk about some of the uh, nice little awards that I've created here. Some NHL awards so far for the off season. A um, little tongue-in-cheek, sort of what teams can be hanging their hats on for what they've done so far here in the offseason. So for the Anaheim Ducks, they get the they um, 
they win the We Kept Our Own Award as they get Cam Fowler all locked up in a long, 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 long-term deal at $6.5 million per. They add him to Hampus Lindholm and uh, Sammy Vantanen not getting uh, drafted, although they were not exposed. I believe Vantanen was and Lindholm wasn't. Granted, they do lose the two defensemen to the um, to the Knights as we get Walt try to get Walt back here. All right, Walt. Hello. All right, we got you. I'm back. There it is, <laughs> loud and clear, loud and clear. So we were just right. just to finish the thought on the Red Wing power play there. Um, they saw flashes last year, especially once Jensen got in a lineup of a, of a power play that looked decent. Right. You know, improves. I mean, but then again, once you're last in the league, <laughs> you know, the only way you can go is up. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Let's uh, let's go some some rapid fire things here. Anybody that you're surprised is still available at this point? No. Really? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, do you think Yager's coming back? Somebody going to take a flyer on Yarmir? Yager will be in Vegas. Really? Oh, that almost seems perfect, right? It does. It does seem perfect. It actually does seem perfect. Uh, I I kind of get why Florida has decided to to go another direction because they got some young kids that they that they want that they want to get in the lineup. So I sort of understand their ploy there. That's about the only thing I understand in Florida right now, though. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, any deal that you just love? Ah. on any level, was it for you know? Is it team or money or or anything? Just you see it and you go, yes, that is good. Um, it's it's tough because you know, like 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 I said, you know, like like I've been saying, July one, everyone gets overpaid, right? Yep, no, a hundred percent right. You hit free agency, everyone gets over. I mean, gee, like how how much money is Sam Gagne making? Yeah, it's <laughs> over three million. Okay. Over three yeah, and a half and, million, and, something and, like that. And, and Michael Del Pylon, you know, he's making how much money right now? Like his, his career arc is literally like a an S curve. You know, he came out, he burst on the scene, and with the uh, I, I think it was with the Rangers was when he first burst on the scene. And yeah, I think yeah. everybody thought he was going to be the next big thing, and then we realized that it was Henrik Lundqvist, and then he basically becomes the healthiest scratched player in Philly. Uh, there was another stop in there too that I'm I know I'm missing, and now he gets a two year deal at three million dollars per. Yeah, I mean it's Cody Franz has got to be beating his head on a wall right now. Like this guy's getting paid, and I'm not. Yeah, that, <laughs> that I mean, there's a surprise yeah, you, for agent. You, I think. You, well, I mean, you, you mentioned Cody Franz, and I remember three years ago when he was set to hit free agency when he's still in Toronto, and at least end up trading in the national at the deadline, right. Um, it was, you know, Cody Fonson thought he was going to hit free agency and, and get a five, six million dollar year contract, and it just, it just didn't happen. Yeah, he's signed you know, he, he, two year deals. Uh, yeah, what he, a two year deal? Yeah, like he, he, he would, you know, that trade to Nashville. I think that was the worst thing that possibly happened to him because that trade to Nashville, like, he just did not play well. Speaking, so, I mean, speaking um, of traded Nashville, do you like them acquiring Emelin? Yeah, it makes you stronger. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I look, you know, I look at what the Capitals, uh, I've done there. I mean, they're 
you know, they, they, they don't have a lot down the pipe. They don't, ha- they don't have a lot of prospects on the pipe. They don't have a ton of draft picks. I mean, they got some draft picks and a couple of draft picks in the, uh, in the Johansson trade there right. with, with the Devils. But, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be rough going and, and, and with the Capitals in about three years. Well, they because 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 as as I as I beat on the head last week. I mean, TJ Oshie, he's a good player. He's a winger, right? You know, and it's and, and once once you, once you lose that step as a winger, you're on your way. You're you're on your way down, right? Yeah, you know, because because as a winger, you, your job is to get to a certain spot. Well, you know, <laughs> once everyone knows that, and you're and you're a step slower, you know, it, it gets tougher. So I mean we'll we'll see what happens with that. Kuznetsov, uh, that's he. I think he got he he got about his worth. The seven point eight million per. Yeah, he 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 got about his worth. I mean he's he's a good, he's a good young center, um, and and that's the market value for for guys like him right now. He he got about his market value. So I mean, but they. Well, they if Washington if they if they don't win in the next three years, it's it, it, it's not happening with Ovechkin. Well, it, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that right right now. Basically, they're if, not going to sign anybody, right? Because then that's where I was going with that. Looking at cap geek, cap geek or cap friendly, excuse me, still has the cap at 75, and it, it has been announced that the cap is going to be 77. So there's still about 10.5 million available. Um, for the Capitals, they need to get Andre Barakovsky signed. That'll only be their tenth yep. forward on their NHL roster, and they only have five defensemen on their NHL roster. So they're either pulling somebody from the minors, or they're going to be shopping for some discount free agents to try to make their team better. Yeah, I mean, it's you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what they what they pull off here. Uh, let's see. Did did, did we ask? Uh, do you think of the Marlowe deal? Do you think that that was kind of the the term surprised me? I, I kind of talked beat that a, a little bit to death in the in the first in the first ha- uh, first hour. I felt the term surprised me that third year when all of these entry level deals are, are going to be expiring and you need to be signing Hyman and Matthews and and uh, yeah, it feels like that extra year could come back and really trouble them. Yeah, I mean, but it, that that contract there, there's a lot of there's a lot of bonuses incentives. And clogging that up, so so that deal isn't as it isn't the the price in term is not as bad as it looks on the outside. Okay, there's a lot of incentive stuff going on with that as well. So I mean, it, it's it's still it surprised me that he got that that much term from anyone. But right. hey, you know, never begrudge never begrudge a guy for making money. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a great you point. Know, you know, you're gonna. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tell me if uh, the Red Wings come to you and say, "Hey, we'll give you three mil for three years." You're gonna say no, right? Or, or at least come come with you to an, with an offer. You're gonna say no, no. You're and, ex- and and I and and I think with Toronto, what they're looking for is they're looking for that veteran leadership because that's a very young team. Sure. You know, and, and Marlo, he's he's been through wars. You know, he's been through wars. He's been through battles. I mean, you know, he. He can probably share some stories about uh, Willie Nylander's dad, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, you know, they, they also uh, they also signed Dominic. I against your dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, to to your point, you're exactly right because they signed Dominic Moore, who's 36. Lupul and Horton yeah. are probably never going to play hockey again, 
And then the next oldest guys, Tyler Bozak and Eric Fair at 31. And they only know, you know, well, Eric Fair has been other places, but Bozak and Komarov and Matt Martin at 20, are the 28-year-olds and up. Those guys only know Toronto, you know? Uh, I mean, they, they don't, yeah. They, I mean, Matt Martin, he, he he did he did himself pretty well with Islanders, but no no real long extensive winning history for for that guy. Yeah, no, right. no, those guys never won. Right, they've never. I mean, you know those. You know, for you know, for for Kadri and Bozak, they've never been out of first round. Right, right. And, and and they've been around for a while, you know. So and you know those guys, they've they've been playing for how long, and they've only made the playoffs twice. Right. And had an epic collapse. One less. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're at the head of that. I mean, I, I still remember that game. Nazem Kadri had a breakaway on Tuka Rask when it was 4-1, and Rask made a save, and then about, I think about maybe less than a minute later, the Bruins scored to make it 4-2. to And it's like, and you just, if Kadri Cos, if scores that goal and it's 5-1, and they, they, beat, they beat the Bruins, you know, move on to the second round, I'm not saying they would have got to the, the cup final or anything like that, anything right. crazy like that, but... I mean, how much different would, would the Leafs be looking right now if they beat the Bruins in the first round that year? Yeah, no, that's you a good know, point. And 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 how and how much differently are people looking at Nazem Kadri? Sure. You know, so and because he, he was a guy for a while there who was kind of who was on that who was rumored to be on that trading block when when they were kind of cleaning house there, right? Two years ago. So, and, and I, but yeah, I mean, I as far as like any any. Nothing really. There, nothing surprised me. There, there, there wasn't. There wasn't like that deal or that guy where I go, "Oh wow, he went there or he got that much." Right. I, mean, I just because you just when, when, once you train your brain to the fact that July first, everyone gets overpaid. You know, nothing really surprises you. So I got you. I mean, Carey Price, you know, Carey Price getting his deal. I mean, you, you knew that was coming, though. Right. Yep. So that leaves so, John Tavares as our only hope for a big free agent next year. And I, the Islanders are they're 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 trying to do everything in their power to show that they're, you know, yeah, we're all about winning, right? We we just we got Jordan Eberle. Yeah, so you know we can make him look good. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Eberle, he's he's, he's Jordan Eberle will get seventy points next season. Oh, I know the the happiest <laughs> the happiest person in that deal is actually probably Jordan Eberle. Yeah, he he's gonna get seventy points. <laughs> they gotta hope that Andrew, um, I, An- Andrew Ladd's better early. Yeah, and and now I'm I'm kind of now I'm gonna see with the RFAs now because yeah. we we you know the news broke about Connor McDavid he's gonna be at, he's gonna get thirteen million thirteen and a half million a year start next year. <laughs> so I mean. You you got you got a guy you know you got a guy on Leon Drysaitel who had a phenomenal year he had, and he had a great playoffs and and, and honestly if the Edmonton Oilers played that on Ducks fifty times a year he'd have one hundred and fifty. Goals, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> so. You're exactly right, Drysaitel. We talked about it. Seventy-seven points for under a million dollars. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, he he's going to get himself a nice increase, huh? Yeah. Hey, hey Edmonton, may, maybe don't put a don't put a pending RFA on a line with uh, Connor McDavid this year. You know, the the funny <laughs> thing is, is just looking. You're exact. I mean, you could not be any more right. But their current cap space right now is listed at 17 million, and they actually once they sign Drysaddle, Drysaddle, they will have 13 forwards and eight defensemen. So 
they can break the bank. I mean, they obviously yeah. need to save money because they know that any contract they're going to have, you know, somebody's getting about a 13 times uh, their current salary raise. So they need to save money available. But yeah, they can afford to give Drysaddle a good chunk of money this year, and it won't kill them. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and then for the most part, everyone else is just about signed there for, for at least another couple years. I know they just gave Count Talbot an extension. Zach Cassian got an extension. Chris Russell got an extension. They, um, their next off next year, their off season as of right now, their uh, the UFA Latestu and Maroon are UFAs up front, and then it's uh, McDavid, which he probably won't get there. Pickerinen, right. Slipshevev, and Strom will be their RFAs, and then defensively. Uh, Benning and Nurse will be RFAs and Fane will be UFAs. So yeah, I, I don't some some names, but I don't think so, anybody that's a major piece to that team outside of well, McDavid, of course. Nurse I'm sorry, well, Darnell Nurse, I mean, right? He Darnell Nurse, a defenseman. He he actually had himself a really good year this year. He got he he got he had some, he ran into some injury troubles, ran into some injury problems this year, so he missed a lot of time. But he he. He, he kind of started to, to uh, I can't talk to solidify himself as as their uh, as a top pair D as a top four D there in uh, in Edmonton. So well, I mean, for, so he'll he'll get himself a nice payday. They they have they've pretty much paid their next uh, a, a top four though as they have four guys making between four and five four and six million in Clefbaum, Larson, Russell, and Sakara. So Nurse will probably slot in right. Probably if if this, these numbers hold, they'll be looking at three and a half to four million himself. Yeah. So I mean, it's I'm yeah. I mean, I'm you know that that Pacific Division. You know, we talked a little bit about it last week. You know, Anaheim's still pretty good. Anaheim's still very good. Sorry, they're still very good. Yep. You know, they're getting a little they're getting a little long in the tooth up front with Getzlaf, Perry, and Kessler. But I mean, their 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 defense, their back end, all those guys are under twenty five. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know they 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 lost a really good young defenseman in shape in shape Theodore in expansion draft, and it's like you still look at their top four and you go, this is they're unbelievable. This yeah. is very good. They have a good core. Um, we talked about Calgary. Calgary is in the same spot. You know, adding Travis Travis Simonic, you know, last week in in that deal, they solidified. They have a really good. Uh, they have a really good decor there. Um, they they can pro- they'll probably look to add another another four, maybe maybe a little bit more scoring there in Calgary. But I mean, I think Calgary's going to be good. Obviously, the Edmonton Oilers they're you know that Connor McDavid, so they're always going to be there. Right. Um, you got, but now you know you 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 have to wonder what San Jose going to look like. You know what the you know the other two California teams, San Jose and L.A. Oh, LA since they since they since they won their last cup in fourteen. I mean, they've missed the playoffs twice. Right. Yeah. You know, and and, and the first round exit the um, last season when they made it, and you know, and this you know they just fired their coach and GM this year. So we'll 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 see where they go. But and you know the the Coyotes they're they're in. I don't know what mode they're in. Yeah, it's just weird <laughs> deals. I, the 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 yeah. trades that they made were just so weird. Yeah, it's kind of like you know they're you know they they add Tromelson, which helps. I mean you know obviously they're 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 in, they're in kind of like that same old Islanders are because Ekman Larson's a UFA in two years and they're trying to make him see that hey no no we're gonna win here please stay because <laughs> <laughs> if you leave it's gonna be bad. Yes, it is. There is. Uh, I mean they you need know, they 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 add 
they had Ratzer there. I mean, so who knows? I mean, in the Golden Knights, I mean, I don't. They're not going to be a playoff team, but they're not. They're not going to be also Rams either, especially if uh, if Flurry if Flurry can uh, re- can capture some of that magic that he had this year in Pittsburgh. Right. You know, just I'm I'm looking at at, at Arizona. They're they're right now. They have two RFAs. They still need to sign in, in Duclair and Martinook. And assuming that they do, they'll have 13 forwards on their NHL roster with the oldest one being 28. And the average age of that group will be 22.3. Yeah, so a very young team there. Yeah, (laughs) that does qualify, yes. Yeah, very young. I mean, so that Pacific Division, I mean, I think, you know, your your two opposite teams that's supposed to have to be your your, your favorites to finish and you know, one, two, three, you know, and, and, and at the vision this year right. for, for the playoffs. I mean, what as of right now, now again, you know, who knows what happens, right? Sure. Sure. You know, I, absolutely. Once once the season starts and so yeah, because everyone had to come with Blue Jackets as being the third best team in the Eastern Conference last year, right? Right. And everyone had that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I am sure that list is very short. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I think just the Western Conference as the Dallas Stars. That's a that's an interesting team to me. I just don't know. We I think you know we mentioned it. Who's playing defense? <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is Hamus, Mathot, Lindell, Klingberg, Johns, Patteron, Olasek uh, will be probably isn't their RFA. Nobody on their defense on their decor is making over five million dollars. Mathot's making four point nine. Klingberg's making four point two five, and then nobody else is making yeah. over four. So, <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh. Make open bid. Hey, Greg Olson has got a lot of problems, right? Right. Either, and that, and they might just be thinking that they're going to be able to play keep away <laughs> with yeah, the, with the I mean, with the forwards you know. that they have. They they could play a very elaborate game of keep away to be sure. I, I, they're just hey, hey Ben, if you can just give up less than three a night, that'd be great. Yeah, I, seriously, they're playing. They're, they're planning on playing like the '87 Oilers. Yeah. Dallas is going to be fun. What you say? I mean, that, that's how the stars have been. The last, the, that's what the stars have been the last what three, four years. Yeah, no, they have been lots of scoring, high yep. scoring. They, they've been one of the highest scoring teams. Yes, each 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 year the last few years. Um, also a little bit of interesting too. But speaking of speaking of Dallas Stars, uh, Mr. Tyler Sagan with the Boston Bruins buying out buying out. Uh, I believe it was Hayes. They uh, yes, team. I heard this too. It's um, a great stat. There, there, there is there is no remaining. Player left in that deal for Tyler Sagan on Boston. Wow, I just what a what a terrible you know, deal for the Bruins. Think, think about that. What a terrible terrible deal for the Boston Bruins. I mean, that's you you want you want to I mean, you, you want to talk about who who won and lost that trade? Well, <laughs> well, and and you know what? It's obvious now. Seriously, I, and and again, I mean, I know there were what three or four years that passed in between, but. The six million that you're giving David Backus and the three point eight million that you're giving Matt Bolesky right now, I think you could oh, yeah. that those two numbers are worth one Tyler Sagan, and it wouldn't be yeah. nine. You wouldn't be giving him nine point eight million. That's for sure. So you could still do some other yeah. things there. Uh, and and you st- you still have pass in a they still have Pasternak. Yep. You know, so you still have Pasternak there. Yep. 
So, I mean, I don't, yeah. But hey, live and learn, I guess, right? I mean. Well, they thought he was going to yeah. be a cancer. Although, you know what? Let's, yeah. you know, to be 100% fair, let's see if Dallas wins anything. Well, yeah, that is, that is true. I mean, Tyler Sagan is, I, you know, he, he's a phenomenal hockey player, but, you know, he can't, he can't play goal. Right. You know, exactly. That's been, that's been the star's problem, especially the last two years, is just, you know, okay, great. You, you guys can score five, but your goalie gives up seven. Right. So. Well, I, I would expect <laughs> so your that. Goal I would I would expect Bishop to be better than Niami, to be sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it has to. I mean, they, they <laughs> had some of the worst goaltending in the league last year. Yeah. You know, it, you, you have to go up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think some of I think they literally did have the worst net mending in the league. Yeah, I yeah I'm, I'm not looking at it right now, but yeah they they I, they were for sure bottom five. So I you know we'll we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, but I, I think just you know the, the Western Conference as a whole, I'm interested to see how how everything plays out because you have you have Chicago. They're they're apparently just having a reuniting of their 2013 <laughs> Stanley Cup team. I know. Um, <laughs> it's 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 unbelievable what they're doing. But yeah, I, so I mean, well, you know, they 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 brought back Sharp, so he he and Doug and Keith must have must have must have talked that out. <laughs> they must have had they must have broke bread. Know, was like, all right, but you know, team functions, you can't talk to my wife. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, problem. Allegedly, allegedly. But, you, know. You, you know, and um, you know. I you 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 expect Nashville to kind of build on to build on last year. I like um, what St. Louis has done. Yeah, the, the blue. Yeah, the blues. So adding adding uh, Shen. There we go, Shen. I mean that. No, Shen. Shen. He could improve his five on five scoring, but you know he was the power play force last year. Right. You know with the Flyers, so you you fire him on there and you you, you put him on the line with with Tarasenko and. Just watch him go. They got to hope that Robbie Fabry can stay healthy, or else yeah. their entire playoffs could have been different yeah. if, if they have Fabry the whole time. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. So I, I think St. Louis is a team to watch. Uh, Minnesota, you know, they're they're an interesting team there. You know, they still have Dubnik. They still have a pretty good core there. They have a good D core. So it'll be interesting to see how they. How, how they bounce back from a very disappointing end to last year. Yeah, I know it's you know, hard. I, I think the you know you know the, the West. I feel the West wide open. Yeah, I mean you you can make the case for about five or six teams easily to come out of the West next year. Yep. Yep, you're exactly right. Yeah. So I mean, and and then the Eastern Conference. I mean, I who knows with the East. You know, I, I, you know, as much as as much as you hate to say it, I mean, you, you got to look at Pittsburgh as being a favorite. I, I was gonna say know. that's what I was gonna say. I have a hard time thinking that anybody's as of right now is better than Pittsburgh out in the East. I mean, you you know you well can Columbus you know come back again this year and and and, and play as well as they did last year and translate to some playoff success? Yeah, you know, I, who knows? I mean, you but, know, I mean. The, 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 the Capitals, you know, they they lost some key players. Yeah, here. you know, let's let's not kid ourselves. They lost some key players, right? With uh, with, with Orlov and and Alzner, not not Orlov, Alzner and uh, Williams. You know, losing lo- 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 and now Marcus Johansson loses some key guys there. So, I mean, they're 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 not exactly a lock. I think you know, I think you can go ahead and 
right and Sharpie, the Capitals making the playoffs next season. Sure. But, you know, are, are they are they better today than they were? At, you know, at the, at when when the clock had hit, hit zeros in Game Seven. I wouldn't. Pittsburgh? I don't no. think anybody would say, I, yeah, you no, know, absolutely not. You know, it's, you're you're hard pressed to find that. So I mean, you know, and and the the Leafs, they're only you expect the Leafs to just continue to grow and build and get better. You know, building off the season they had last year, uh, Tampa, I think, you know, it's their their issue last season was health. Yep, guys kept getting hurt. They can stay if Tyler Johnson can stay healthy. If Steve Stamkos can play more than six games. You know. <laughs> I just realized the number you said. I thought you said sixty, and then I realized you're like, nope, six games, and that's exactly that's yeah. what they need to be concerned about. Yeah, you know, if he, he stays healthy, and, he, and you got a whole Vasilevsky can can find it, right? You know, because because he ha- he has spotty he has a spotty goaltending performance for them last year, especially down the stretch when they really needed to win games to try to to try to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, the the, fly, the Flyers are a team, you know they. They went out. They they got a goal. They got a goalie. We'll see what happens if that translates to anything for them. The Rangers are the um, Rangers and the Canadiens still are. Who's scoring for them? Yeah, I still feel yeah, like those teams. I, <laughs> like the last five years, it's the quite the one year that the Rangers made the the Cup Finals was the year that people did score for them. Now, I mean, who's scoring yeah. for the Rangers? Thank you know, anyone, if, please. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I mean, and you, you look at you look at the Florida Panthers. I don't know what the hell's going on in Florida. I said that you know, like the only thing I understand about Florida is why they decided to move away from Yager. Everything else they've done, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, moving away from Yager to sign Verbata. I mean, I okay, yeah. ten years younger, but I mean, it's sure. not like it's not like Yager didn't play in all eighty-two last year anyway. Yeah, you know, it's I, I don't. You know, I, I I don't know, and then the whole you lose March Assault and Riley Smith. You know, you expose March Assault, who who got you, who scored thirty for you last year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I don't. And by taking him, you threw in Riley Smith as a thank you. I ever I don't. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. That really was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, uh, just you know, Vinny Trachek wasn't happy, but isn't wasn't thrilled about that deal so we'll just leave that at that oh i'm sure um, yeah uh yeah so it's i mean the florida panthers who knows buffalo savers uh who's their goalie who's their who, who's their who's their second third fourth and fifth defenseman the, the see now that now you're worried about minor details <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> you, you have you know you lost cooler cost he, he's gone he's a winnipeg now you have Ristolainen and bodies. You yeah, know, Jake McCabe. He's he, he's a he's a guy. You and know, he's nothing special. You got Bogosian, Scandella, yeah. and uh, yeah. Georges. Are they they're big? The guys that yeah. are making the most money anyway. Yeah, yeah, and all all of those guys are interchangeable. They can wear each other's jersey, and you watch them play. Games <laughs> and <notice it. laughs> so I mean. You know, much like the Red Wings decor here. You yeah, know, let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> That's know? a great point. That is a great be, point. You know, <laughs> so I mean, it, you know, I, offensively, I think the Sabers are going to be fine. Um, I, I know there there was some there was some talk about. I I, I fully expect them to trade a Vander Kane. I fully expect that to happen. 
to happen. Um, there, there was talk about him going to L.A. for one of their young defensive prospects, but we'll see. Um, well, there there you know, might answer your defenseman fun. question. Yeah, so I, mean, I, you know, the Sabers they're they're still they're still a few years away from being anything legit. Um, as are the Red Wings. I mean, I, I look at the Wings and are they better right now than than they were when 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 the when the clock hit zeros against New Jersey for them last game of the year? Well, eh, the answer to that I mean, is they're the not. exact same thing as when the clock's at <laughs> yeah. zeros. They got Trevor Daly. Right, they lost. Know. What Drew Miller and Thomas Nosek? <laughs> maybe yeah, Nosek would have made his way up, you know, and that's pretty much it. They they kind of just move laterally. Yeah, that's really it. And and you know Thomas Nosek, sorry, he's a twenty two year old guy. Of course, he's going to dominate in the A. Right. <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> you know. You know. There, there's a reason why. Why you know once you hit twenty four, you're still playing in the minors. Right. <laughs> no, that's so. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean. You know, I, 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 I honestly, I don't know expect for the Red Wings. Like I said, there's the only things the Wings can do this year that will surprise me is finish at the bottom of the league or win the Stanley Cup. Right. Everything in the middle, sure, why not? Right. You know, like like I said last week, you in the Atlantic Division, every team that made the playoffs in the Atlantic this season missed the playoffs the year before. Right. Yeah, that's it. And and and, and, uh, and vice versa, every team that made the playoffs in the Atlantic Division the year before they missed last year. Well, what, know, so. what I like is, I mean, I, I think that we're pretty much looking at a situation where the the next, you know, I think the 12 forwards that are going to start opening night are pretty much a foregone conclusion. But after that, I think the next guy's up. Actually, there might be a forward spot available. And then the next forward's up. You're going to be seeing Snevechnikov, Bertuzzi, maybe Sadawi, uh, who they had gotten from San Jose. You're going to see young guys, yeah. Dominic Turgeon. I mean, that's that's... Any forwards that go down, those are the names of the guys that are coming up to, to fill in the gaps. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's good. Lose that's it. Your, that's exactly what we need. Yeah. You're going to lose, lose, lose with your kids. Yep. No. And, 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 like, the whole, the whole notion that the Wings should just bottom out and tank and try to get, like, like no. Like, if anything, if anything proved to you that it doesn't matter what your record is, as, you know, is, is this year's draft. Look at the draft lottery. Your top three teams. Right. You know. But, you know, the Flyers and Islanders had better records than the Red Wings did. The right. Stars were just I think I think the Wings and Stars finished with the same with the same record. I believe that's or true. The same amount of points, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're if, it doesn't matter where, where you fall. Yeah. You know, it, the lottery takes the 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 tanking notion right out of it. Yeah. So it it doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> you know. So I you know if they make the playoffs, great. You know, it, it would. It would. I would not be at all surprised if they made the playoffs this year. No, I wouldn't it would either. Shock me. It wouldn't either. You know, I, it's just you know, and you know, like I said, finishing 30, 30 for thirty-one out of thirty-one, or winning the damn, winning the whole damn thing. That, those Every, would be- everything. Everything in the middle. Even even if the Wings made it to the Santa Cup Finals, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. <laughs> I'd be, a little surprised. I'd be a little surprised, but I wouldn't go. Oh my god! I didn't see that. Like it, it wouldn't. You know, it, because because we've seen. You know, the LA Kings won the Stanley Cup as an AC with 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 only two players on a roster who 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 finished the season double digits in scoring. Yeah, in a full eighty two game slate. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, now, now granted, you know, Jonathan Quick and their decor had a lot to do with that. Absolutely. But 
I mean, you know, I mean, if, if Peter Mrazek or Jimmy Howard or Jared Coral, who's ever in that, if they can find a stride and if the power play gets better, who knows? Who knows what this team does? And the four know? and the I mean, forwards, I, <laughs> as we talk about, don't have their worst season ever. All yeah. six of eight of them. I mean, you. I mean, you got You got to hope Dylan Larkin. That was a sophomore slump, right? You know, and I, I mean, honestly, if you you you, you want to look at it as a whole. I mean, since February of last year, Larkin and Morazic, your two kind of young studs on your team, they've really struggled. Yeah. I mean, Larkin, and, and I think with Larkin, it's it's more, you know, I watched Larkin play at U of M. When he was at U of M, I watched him play. I went, I went to a handful of uh, Michigan games his one year at Michigan. And every single, every, every night, he was the best player on the ice right. for both teams. And it, it wasn't close. And he and he was able to kind of take his time, like and he it, and and with his skill and speed, you know, playing at Michigan, you know, playing playing collegiate hockey, he was able to his mistakes or defensive mistakes or offensive mistakes, whatever. He was able to overcome those because he was so much more talented than everyone else. Right now, at the NHL level, well, you're not the best player on the ice now. And and now everyone has, and more importantly, every, everyone's seen you play. And he never took that. Everyone's seen you play. Never took the yeah, middle step every, of the A. Seen, yeah, and everyone's seen you play against NHL talent. Right. You know, because you know the old saying: everyone in the NHL is an NHLer. You, know, <laughs> you may play against a couple. You may play against a couple guys, and and you know, and 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 junior or in college for the NHLers, but everyone in NHL, well, they're in the NHL. Yeah. You know, so. And I think teams figured out how to kind of how, how to kind of neutralize them a bit. Also, and I noticed this with Anthony Ciu and Manta, where all three all three of those guys are pretty fast, but they stop skating. They go to a glide a lot, especially going into the defensive zone, and they get caught out of position, or and and their guy gets open and gets a scoring chance or something because they just kind of stop skating. Well, like you have, NHL, you have to keep your feet moving. Well, and that constantly skate, and that was the exact reason you know, why and, uh, he he was healthy scratched. That was why yeah, and, uh, Mantha was healthy scratched uh, last season. And 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 part of that is and part of that is learning because Anthony Mantha, when he played the Grand Rapids, he was best, he was playing on the ice more often than, more, more times than not. You right. know, every, every night going up against these guys, he's he's probably best player. He's best player on the ice. Sure, but but you know once once you once you get to the, once you get to this level. You know, it's a different level, it's a different speed. The game is faster. You know, with with each, with each level you go up, the, the game the game gets faster, and 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 it comes with experience. You know, because you you have you know, Zetterberg has never been a fast guy, right? Right. You know, Zetterberg has never been a guy like ooh, look at that blazing speed on Zetterberg. But Absolutely not. He's strong. He, Zetterberg, he's always been strong, and he has good vision, and he and he's learned. Now, now, granted, it, it didn't hurt him playing with playing with some dude named Iserman and Hall and you know a couple of Hall of Famers. It didn't hurt him. It helped. It helped. No question. No question. <laughs> but but you know I you know these, these young kids you know the Mathas and Larkins and Anthony Hughes and Giovanni Smith if he comes up and eventually uh, Rasmussen if he if he makes a big roster uh, all these young kids they're gonna have to learn to play the NHL. They're right. going to have to learn to learn to play the game at the NHL level, and and also, I mean, that's why you know Trevor Daly signing. Say what you want about his age. Hey, look, the guy's won two Stanley Cups. He's been in battles. He's gone. 
He's gone to cup finals. He, he's halfway out success. You know, he brings some veteran leadership to to what's going to what's. I mean, hopefully, outside of Nick Cronwall and Mike Green, you have, a, you have a lot of young guys, and you have, and outside of Nick Cronwall, no one no one on that on that on that decor has experienced any any sort of real success. Right, right. You know, at the NHL level, so you know Trevor Daly. That's one thing you can you never ever value the presence of veteran leadership, especially on a team, especially with, with a young team, because the wings are getting younger. I mean, the joke's always been, oh, the wings are so old. Well, they're not that old. Right. You know, Sands a couple, Sands a handful of guys. I mean, you know, th- th- this roster is pretty, is just about completely turned over from the last, from the last Stanley Cup in 2008. Yeah, I you know, mean. With the exception of, uh, you know, you know Zetterberg, Cronwall, Erickson are still there, but, you know, that's it. And then, you know, from the 2009 run, you have Helm and Albuquerque there. I mean, you bringing it. Nielsen and, that, and Green are over thirty, but again, they're new blood. Yeah. And 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 what what success have those guys experienced in their career? Right. Great point. You know. Great great point. So, I mean, it's you know, there, there's experience. There's also you know, hey, have having been there. Sure. You, know, you can't. You know, it, you you can't undervalue a, a, that championship pedigree. Right. Right. No, nope, you know, you're exactly you right. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what they what what goes on. Uh, they they signed that other kid out of Tampa. What's his name? Wikowski. With, yeah, Wikowski. he's just yeah, a whatever. badass, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, he, he beat up Massa this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said, well, Massa beat him up once, and then he beat up Massa. So they're like, so I guess training camp they're going to have the uh, the rubber match. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be fun. Get up to get up to Traverse City to see the rubber match between the Wikowski yeah. and uh, and Mantha. And, and there are people upset that they find out like he's a potty. He's a depth. That's a depth signing. Oh, I know. That's people get is. upset about everything. It's he'll... and and, and, and remember the big thing everybody put up last this time last year in the wing signed Steve out of Thomas Anik. Oh, I know. And then remember the big thing everybody put up when the wings traded both those guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. And then you know. Why are you killing these guys? And then and then the the Ferk thing, and then Ferk <laughs> comes back. And I think people were upset yeah. that Polkinen was gone, and how you know he's now been on three. Yeah, he's, he's looking for work. He's been on his third team, and in, in, seriously, since he's been removed from here, what Arizona, or Minnesota took him, then Arizona had him, and now he's out in Vegas making rounds. Yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for coming in because I, okay. I I prep I are calling in I prep something here and I'm gonna get to it here to to finish out the season, but I I appreciate okay. you calling in and helping me get through tonight, good sir. Oh yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll keep listening and uh, then we will well, we'll we'll be back we'll be back uh, end of, end of September. Absolutely. About, about about two weeks about two weeks before the season gets going. Already looking forward to well, it. That's, that's when we come back. Uh, I'm still I'm still waiting on uh, confirmation for for uh, for uh, for any and all upcoming changes for our show. Just stay. Make sure everybody stays far, to the Podcast day, Detroit website. In time. Yep. So yep. podcastdetroit.com. Make sure you stay on the website that you're listening to us now. It'll have all the updates. Yeah. Also, uh, remember uh, October 5th home opener for the Red Wings. We will be doing a live broadcast from downtown Detroit, right directly across the street from Little Caesars Arena. It may or may not be my house. It, it, it's my house. 
so so we're just we're just we're just gonna pump that up. We're just gonna keep pumping that up throughout throughout the off season. Cannot also wait. Be, also, everyone make make sure to check like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash in the box. Yep. You know, uh, we'll. I we have not been very active in the last few days. I've been a little busy. Um, preoccupied with some other things going on in yeah. life. But. See, and the, and the thing is, it's also tough. You know, what you get you you get these notices. They're just flying in. You know what what needs to get out there? What yeah. the the daily one probably we probably should have gotten that one out there. But seriously, there you get fifty signings and who you know everybody's somebody's favorite player. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. Especially you know like weeks like last week. It's just. With, with the draft, with the expansion draft and everything going on, it's just so much craziness. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, news is coming out faster than you can type it. We're, we're, we're more likely to get people to stop following us from all the notifications than, yeah. than people do follow us because of the news. <laughs> uh, terrific. All right, Thomas. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll talk, I'll be talking with you throughout the summer. Nah, no question, no question, sir. We will be in touch yeah. this summer to no. be sure. <laughs> I have to go watch uh, Mickey Mouse now. All righty, you enjoy that. You enjoy that. We'll, we'll finish strong here, the final thirteen, and we'll 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 get this done. All right, all right, Thomas. All righty, well, have a good one. You too. Thank you. That is our fearless leader and host, Walt, calling in. Very, uh, very much appreciate him joining us. Um, while taking care of, of life and, and life's, what happens in life, calling in and spending an hour with us here on our last show of the season in the box season finale here tonight. And, you know, season finale ends with awards or, or seasons ends with awards. So, again, I'm going to get back to the, the Thomas Biondo early postseason awards. Uh, we do have 30 awards, an award for each team. So let's see if we can get through this here and, uh, earlier on, we talked about it. Anaheim gets the We Kept Our Own Award as they were able to get Patrick Eves back under contract. And I think that that was one that they really liked because Eves did good work there. And obviously the Cam Fowler long-term deal to get him under contract long-term to keep him with uh, Lindholm and Vatnin. Big, big plus for this squad here from Anaheim. So they will uh, get have that rolling for them and it, it, again, they lose two defensemen in the draft, but I think that they would tell you that they wanted to make sure that Fowler and Lindholm and Vantanen were there, and sure enough, they're able to keep them. Arizona, they get the filling out the AHA award, or their AHL award. Um, they've had five signings in free agency, and really none of them, guys that will, will probably make their roster. Nick Cousins will, as he's resigned, he was a restricted free agent that was signed, but Zach Ronaldo, Mike uh, Sislo. Andrew Campbell, Joel Hanley, and Adam Clendenning. Clendenning may possibly see some ice time at the big club, but Arizona, again, their their big move was uh, the trade for Stepan uh, and Ranta. Uh, we'll see how it pays off for them. They also do bring in Nick Charmelson via a trade. They went from slow rebuild to fast roster in a, in a big hurry or a, a kind of fast roster in a hurry, and there it goes. Uh, so we'll see what happens down there. Boston gets the We Replaced Our Vegas Selection Award. Um, the Boston Bruins didn't really actually do much in, in free agency or in the offseason here so far. Um, a lot of the same names. Obviously, uh, 
the the loss and and as Walt mentioned the, the buyout for Jimmy Hayes, which pretty much erases the Tyler Sagan contract. But they they lose one of the Millers in their uh, Colin Miller is uh, selected by the Vegas Knights, and who do they get? Well, they saw signed Paul Postma, twenty eight year old from Winnipeg. Uh, from the Jets for under $800,000. That's basically the makeup there. As you know, that Carlo Chara, Krug McAvoy, uh, McQuaid, and Miller will be their starters. So they re-signed the one guy that was taken, Paul Postma, will be covering that. Buffalo gets the fourth line award, as I think that they signed potentially a, a really good fourth line they put together with the, the signing of uh, Benoit Puglia and uh, Jacob Josephson from the Devils. Puglia was a, a cut from the Edmonton Oilers. Sean Griffiths has a potential there. He started his career in Buffalo, currently listed on their minor league roster, so he may be down there the whole time. But they get a little bit of depth is, is really what I'm gonna, getting at there with that lineup. Um, obviously, you know about the big guys up front with Molson and Ocposo, Eichel and, uh, and Kane. But a little bit of depth to their signing there and the trade obviously bringing in Jason Pominville. Carolina gets the good story award as they sign Jason William, or Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7, who started that moniker while playing for Carolina. He returns there. And uh, good, good, good to see a couple of te- uh, team and player reuniting. Uh, Chicago, or excuse me, Carolina, or excuse me, Columbus gets the We Got Panarin Award. As Chicago continues to to just wheel and deal and try to make room and, and create all the space, and Artemi Panarin adds another real good score to that. Maybe actually he might actually be the best score on the Jackets now. With you know Dubinsky is obviously good. There are a lot of good players, but I'm not sure that Panarin isn't the best scorer on their team with the trade. And and Columbus got to be thrilled with that. Calgary gets the Trades Are Better Than Free Agency Award. Uh, the Calgary Flames did a lot of work before July 1st, and the work that they did was fantastic. They bring in Mike Smith, uh, what should be a bona fide number one, and they bring in Travis Hamanick, who is going to fit nicely into the 3-4-5 holes anywhere in there because that is how good their decor is. They've got a lot of balance, and they get that much dip, uh, that much deeper in there. Chicago wins the We're Still Clearing Cap Award. Um, and an honorable mention being the Thank God for Allergies Award with Marion Hosa going off. They get Marcus Kruger traded out, which was really kind of uh, unbelievable. And it looks like Vegas already may flip Kruger, so that's potentially just a flip deal there. But it gets, I believe, $3 million a cap off the books for the Chicago Blackhawks. Colorado gets the We're Going for Number One Award. Uh, they still have Matt Duchesne, who's very unhappy. And they didn't really bring in anybody. I mean, the trade for Colin Wilson, okay, but that's not going to make it better. And we still don't know who's playing defense on that team. So uh, uh, Colorado, again, they, they're headed to the lottery, you would think. Dallas gets the We Don't Give a Damn Who Plays Defense Award. I think they're thinking between, and as Walt and I talked about, Bishop and Nett hopefully will be better, and they've got Fasca, Sagan, Spezza, and Hansel to play center. That's all good. And then they add Rattle off on the wing. They, uh, as well as Ben, they may just be playing. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be playing five, a lot of five, seven to five hockey games, and they they should and could be on the winning end of a lot of them. Detroit gets the uh, uh, the What Do We Got Award. 
Basically, they try and serve a daily, meaning that very little roster turnover means that it's another year to see what guys are. Abdulkader, Athanasiu Larkin, uh, Nyquist. Can these guys bounce back? Can they define themselves? Can they lead a team? Or are they really just pieces for but and stars still needed for Detroit? Edmonton gets the McDavid means nothing else matters award. Connor McDavid, I, I mean, not a lot of big stuff for Edmonton this offseason. Doesn't really need to be. They trade Jordan Eberle to create a little room. And remember, McDavid, it, it goes to show that you don't always get the number one pick. It, it's got to be in the right year as uh, Taylor Hall. He's in New Jersey. Nile Yakupov might be out of the league, but they scored it right with Connor McDavid. Florida gets the We Got 10 Years Older While Getting 10 Years Younger award. So they lose March so, and they lose Smith. They bring in Verbata to cut ties with Yager. So they get 10 years older by losing March so and Smith and have Verbata, but they also got 10 years younger because 45 is gone and 35-year-old Verbata comes into play. The Los Angeles Kings get the Did We Steal One award, signing Mike Camilleri for a million. He has had offensive punch in his past they gotta hope they gotta hope that there's something in the tank there and a change of scenery making all the difference as Camilleri kind of wasting away in New Jersey before being cut or getting uh, bought out there Minnesota gets the we need to avoid Jake Allen award losing Hansel definitely hurts but this should still be a really good Minnesota team Um, but Jake Allen who just absolutely killed him in round one of the playoffs last year they probably go a lot further if they don't end up playing a goaltender who had, I think, a goals against average of 1.1 in that series. Montreal, for this year, they get the We Don't Have Anything to Worry About award as they get Carey Price under contract for the next eight years. That is a giant exhale. They still need to figure out who's going to score the puck, but, boy, they got to feel so much better about themselves for getting Carey Price long-term. Nashville gets the This Is Our Year award. I mean, they they go out, they get Emelin to be a third-line defenseman. They get Benino, who, whether he was overpaid for or not, they uh still probably going to be a younger, faster, uh, slightly better version of Mike Fisher at this point of his career. And they get the, the Colin Wilson trade to Colorado to sign their RFAs under the cap space they have. Um, pretty good stuff for Nashville. I, I expect them to be back. A lot of it m- will just land on the shoulders of Pete Carini. New Jersey gets, we don't, the, you know, when I first said this, they hadn't made the Johansson deal, but I think it still applies is who's playing forward award for the Devils? I mean, sure, they got the, the, the first rounder in, in Nico Hershire and then Henrique and Hall, but outside of that, Marcus Johansson comes in. Boy, name a forward. Zajac, Paca, Palmieri. I mean, they have eight forwards under contract. You would assume that Nico will start with the big club. Um, one, so that would be their ninth forward under contract. Uh, Stefan Nozen is an RFA. He could be the 10th. But Ryan Klo is on IR. His career basically over. They're back down to nine forwards. Who is playing and who is scoring up front for the New Jersey Devils? The Islanders get the We're Already Trying to Save Tavares Award. The trade for Eberle over Strom. I think that Eberle being known of a, more of a known quantity, that's why that deal happens there. So uh, they're already thinking about John Tavares and his pending free agency. Uh, the New York Rangers gets the We Only Care About Defense Award. 
as they get Shattenkirk and, and then Pavlik to back up Lundqvist, re-signing Smith. They trade away Stepan. Again, I, who's scoring for the Rangers? Um, Philly gets the We Got Nolan Patrick, so we'll be better award. Uh, they, you know, they haven't really made a lot of deals. They traded it away Braden Shen and got Yuri Laterra. Um, I think one of the things that they need is they need the health of Sean Couturier. He seems to be injured for a long time, or seems to be injured, off injured uh, Couturier. So he staying in the hot, uh, lineup with Laterra and uh, obviously Drew, uh, Ad Nolan Patrick. They could be good. The uh, Flyers, of, of course, they also get a, a good, solid netminder this offseason uh, with Brian Elliott coming in and to join Michael Neuvert. So Philadelphia could be a dangerous team out in the East. Uh, I hate saying it, but Pittsburgh has, gets the We Still Have Crosby and Malkin Award. Does it really matter what they do? Good job getting Schultz and RFA. Um, they get Hunwick to get some depth in with Daly being gone. Um, and Hainsey as well, but it, boy, their defensive core really boils down to Latang's health. But even with Latang out, uh, Daly and Hainsey gone, Hunwick coming in, Latang's got to be healthy, I think, or else they're going to make a deadline deal and get themselves uh, right back where they were. San Jose gets the fifty percent award. They keep Thornton, they lose Marlow, but what's good for them is they did get Martin Jones and and Pickles Vlasic inked to long term deals. Got to be healthy, uh, happy about that. Uh, and really, six million for three over each of the next three years. San Jose probably better off letting Marlowe go at that rate. Uh, uh, let's see here, St. Louis. I'm going to give them the We're Ready Award. They add Shen. They have the same back end. I like the signing of Bo Bennett to add depth up front. Uh, I really like the St. Louis Blues. I think they have a chance. They need Jake Allen to be real, real good again. But uh, they're still going to be rolling out Bortizzo, Bowmeister, Edmondson, Gunnarsson. Perinko and Peter Angelo. So they're going to be, uh, I see no reason why they can't be good. A big year from Stasny, big playoffs from Stasny would help. And then Sabotka also um, coming back from Russia, continuing to be successful would be a big help for them. Tampa Bay gets the I See What Everyone Means Award. It just seems like Steve Eiserman did a, a real nice job again in free agency. He gets Girardi um, at $3 million for the next two years. Uh, t- you know that uh, Kuk, uh, Slater Kuko will be coming up. Strawman, Hedman, and Coburn are still there. Solid stuff up there. And if he can get his RFA signed in Johnson and Palat, you know he will. He adds Kunitz to that group, and he needs Stamkos to stay healthy. But the idea, I think, sound looks really good. He also gets a top-flight D-man for Druen as well, which we didn't even talk about in that grouping. Want to hurry up here. So we're just about hitting the 10 o'clock hour. Toronto, the shanty plan is moving right along. Uh, I don't know. Again, we talked about this off the top. Not really sure. Uh, I like the Marlowe deal, both in length and money. But, again, maybe they feel like you know the six-round series against the Capitals, a few bounces here. They might be in the second round. Go for it while you can. So uh, they may be pushing the chips to the center of the table a little bit quicker. Vancouver gets the We Have No Idea What We're Doing Award. Uh, Burmistroff, Gagne, Delzato, Weirkosh. Really? That's your that's your lot of money going out the door? I, I, I don't know how they're significantly better unless they think the rookies are going to be second-line players. These guys, third-line players. So I, I'm not exactly sure what Vancouver's doing, but 
Uh, we'll see how it works out for them. Vegas gets the It's Our First Year Award. Eh, whatever they want to do is fine. I mean, they continue to just stockpile draft picks. They're flipping players left and right. Good work for Vegas. Winnipeg gets the Work Canada 7th Team Award. I don't know if they're necessarily the worst of the team, uh, worst team in Canada, but they didn't really make, do many moves here. Obviously, I think the, they're more focused on the development of Lining and Shifley, and they have a really solid young defense corp that they've got to hope um, continues to grow. And last but not least, the Washington Capitals get the We're Not Cha- We Ain't Changing Award. They sign Oshie, Kuznetsov, and Orloff to long-term deals. Yes, they trade Marcus Johansson, but literally they were going to have no money left, so they had to. Holtby's still there. That decor with uh, Niskanen uh, and Orpik still there. It looks like that team pretty much all in with the same group, which, you know, every year for the last three, it's their last chance to win with Ovechkin. Well, it looks like they basically have another two to three years now with the group that they have. Folks, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thomas Biondo here in the box on podcastdetroit.com. So happy you're here to join us. Thank you so much for Walt for calling in, our fearless leader and host, calling in, uh, giving us an hour of his time during his very busy schedule here. Folks, as we said, this is our last show of the season. Stay tuned to Facebook.com backslash in the box and podcastdetroit.com. There could be some day changing coming on next season. But, uh, again, Podcast Detroit in uh, in the box uh, Facebook page will tell you all of that. Hope you have a good rest of the summer. Enjoy the rest of free agency, and we will be back with you sometime in September. We're signing off, though, for tonight.